This is episode 1079, my interview with James Anderson discussing motivation, discipline, and 75 hard. Enjoy. G'day, James. Welcome to the Hidden Wife Podcast. Great to have you here today. Thanks, Lee. Great to be here and uh, happy Friday. And not too far either. Usually it's me talking to someone over in the United States or in the UK or something like that, but you're south of us here down in, uh, in Melbourne. Yeah, that's right, and probably not getting uh, as good of weather as you are right now. We're uh, a bit cold over the last few days here. Yeah, no, I've got a lot of people coming up from Melbourne up to the Sunshine Coast, and today is a great example. Cool morning. It'll be a nice warm day, blue skies throughout, uh, one of those perfect days, but not always like that. Oh, well, that's the way. I uh, might have to come up there and follow suit myself. Yeah, why not, mate? Why not? Um, so tell us, mate, tell us a bit about yourself. You, um, you've actually been over in the States playing basketball, right? That's right. Yeah, I'm a brief, brief rundown, I guess. I went over there when I was 17 to complete, you know, years 11 and 12 at high school, um, yeah, with, with the purpose of playing basketball. Um, went over there by myself. My family remained here in Australia and um, played at the highest level. My, my year 12 equivalent over there, we won the high school national championships um, played alongside some really good friends and teammates who are now high performers in the NBA. Right. Um, before proceeding on to play a year at, at college um, over there at the Division One level at DePaul University. Um, after that, yeah, decided to come home uh, back to Australia, back to Melbourne, and uh, crack into my my property career. Um, so that was now. Uh, Five years ago, so I've been back in Australia for five years or four yeah. and a half. Okay. And, um, yeah, now now running our own business, Bluestone Property Corporation. Wow. At a young age, doing uh, doing a lot of fantastic things. Tell us about the experience um, over in the States playing basketball. Um, what made you decide to, to uh, I guess, pack that up and come back? Yeah, it's a good question. The experience is really good, particularly at the high school level. Um, the high school level basketball for me is probably where I, where I found I, I excelled and, and was playing my best um, and, and was was sort of performing my best as well. Um, you know, being around a team of, of really tight-knit guys and the culture of the basketball team was was second to none. Um, I suppose, you know, your training's at 5.30 in the morning. Sometimes, you know, you're training until late at night, 10.30 at night. You're all living on campus with one another um, you can imagine the sort of level of bonding that that you go yeah. through, and it's a different world over there. They take their their sport, their high school sport, you know, just as seriously as we take our professional sport over here. Yeah. Right. Um, so it was really good. Once I got into the college to the college level, um, probably dropped off a little bit just because. The nature of the college experience over there is it's, it's very money-driven. It is a business um, and there's probably a, a few politics around it. Um, I wasn't playing a whole lot of minutes as it was uh, in college. Um, found it to be a great experience to be around it, but um, I think I, I sort of lost a lot of the fun um, because, you know, everyone's sort of there for themselves. You're not really a tight-knit team. Guys are trying to go play professionally, so they're really focused on their own goals. And and that's understandable too. It makes a mm. lot of sense. Um, and at that point, I really wanted to sort of come home and, and crack into my professional career, which wasn't going to be in basketball. Um, and, and so, yeah, sort of came back mid-2018 mid after my first year at college there. 
Right. And now uh, the founder of Bluestone Property. That's right. So I suppose um, three years after I came back, you know, I, I dabbled in a few different real estate teams here in Melbourne yep. um, in the sort of commercial world, the investment structured world uh, and the luxury residential market um, before sort of deciding that, you know, I really wasn't going to continue working for someone else and I had an unwavering belief that I could somehow get my own business off the ground after two minutes in the industry at 22 so, um, yeah, at end of 2020, start of 2021, just after COVID um, and the lockdowns and what have you. Um, yeah, what a great time off. to start a business, eh? Yeah, I know. Yeah, while everyone's uh, locked in their houses and whatnot, around the time I did, you know, we were starting to get let out, which was great. Um, you know, I had a few people who are, who are quite you know, mentors of mine sort of go, oh, gee, mate, like pretty ballsy, not sure that I would do the same. Um, but I guess at that time I was I was very much ready to to not be working under someone else. And I don't know, as I said, I had a bit of an unwavering belief in myself that I could make it work. You know, I had a few sort of clients in the pipeline sort of ready to go, but not all that much. And um yeah, it was a lot of work that got put into it, but it's certainly paid off now two years down the line. Yeah, right. So what sort of property company is it? Is it sales? Is it investments? Good question. So we're, we're, we're a buyer's agency. Yeah. Um, so we're typically dealing with a lot of investors um, purchasing or, or, or purchasing for Australia-wide um, and, and really sort of have a focus in on, on the lower price point stuff, you know, sort of sub six dollars $700,000. Um, sweet spots anywhere between three and 400000 uh, yeah, So right. really helping a lot of investors. Um, we do a few first-home buyers as well. Uh, if they're Melbourne-based, soon to sort of tap into the Sydney market and open up a satellite office there. Um, but, yeah, I suppose the structure sort of allows quite a lot of flexibility if you're doing interstate purchases because a lot of the stuff is is just numbers-focused. Mm. Um, so you don't really sort of need to be looking at, you know, I suppose the intricacies of floor plans and and finishes and whatnot, you sort of, for our investors, we're really looking at the numbers and, you know, focusing on purchasing under market value so there's immediate sort of equity to be to be utilised if, if the purchaser so chooses to, you know, purchase another one immediately yeah. or, or in the near future. Yeah, I like it. So tell me, going to US, playing basketball, Coming back, setting up a property business, two very different things, really. Where did this property passion extend from? Yeah, it's quite funny. I say to a lot of people, you know, like my, my father was was quite a high-performing commercial real estate agent here in Melbourne, sort of doing a lot of the institutional transactions, you know, CBD buildings, what have you, and, and was doing so for quite some time. Um, and as a kid, you know, I was always sort of angled, oh, you know, by my grandparents, by my dad, you know, property is going to be great. And I was very, very adamant uh, I will never get into property. There's no chance. You'll never find me in property. I hated the stigma around real estate. I hated the stigma around property. I hated the sales um, side of things. So, you know, it was always, mate, I'm never going to follow in your footsteps, Dad. Don't, don't even go there. And um, I suppose while I was – at my year of college in America, had a lot of my peers 
And a couple of my professors suggest, oh, you know, have you considered real estate or some sort of property um, career? You know, at that time I was thinking finance, potentially some sort of law. And I'm going, oh, you know, too many people are suggesting that property could be up my alley. I can't ignore it. Um, and I guess, you know, my idea of, of working in the commercial world was was centred around property, real estate, because that's all I'd seen, you know, and, and mm. heard. I used to go to my dad's inspections when I was young and heard him on the phone talking a lot, um, you know, when, when he was sort of working in agency as, as a kid, um, yep. myself being a kid. So when I came back over, I started to think about coming back over to Australia and wanted to crack into that professional career, it was sort of property and that's that's all I knew. That's that's effectively what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, they're two separate things, property and basketball, but you actually find that performing at a high level between the two, there are a lot of similarities and, and things which are transferable from a high-level sporting to to high level property or mm. business business yeah yeah great segue there because that's what we want to talk about really is i mean you've got this uh, i can clearly see you've got this mental toughness here um to be able to do it you've done number one going to the states away from your family at a young age um is always going to be a, a tough thing to do um new people new crowds new environment etc but then coming back at a young age and just going hey you know what i'm just going to set up a company in property um, you know, there's very ballsy moves. So, um, how do you how do you look at mental toughness as as a state um, that has helped you succeed in what you've done so far in life? Yeah, I, I suppose um, you know the key the key oh, two key things that that I would draw upon when you when you ask that question is is, is discipline and motivation. Right. For me, a lot of the time, yeah, it was tough. You know, basketball was tough, particularly in high school. A lot of the physical work that we did, my um, my coach there was used to be trained by an ex-Navy Navy SEAL, I believe. <laughs> so our training sessions at the high school level were incredibly tough, like incredibly aerobically, physically demanding. Um, and, and, you know, punishments, as you can imagine, were a lot of running and sprinting. Um, and there were times there where kids were vomiting, you know, every couple of sessions because of how, how rigorous it was. Um, and I suppose that for me, no matter what you're doing, whether it's, you know, playing basketball or, or running a business, you need to have your motivation, your discipline, right? Your motivation is naturally going to be there if, if you enjoy what you're doing, if you find fulfilment in what you're doing. Mm. Um, but, you know, there are obviously days when motivation isn't isn't so prevalent, right? You might be having a slow day. There might be a few other things happening in life. Um, so that's when your discipline kicks in. So for me, when I, when I was playing basketball or, or starting the business, there were times where I was told by mentors of mine, by family members of mine, my parents, hey, like probably shouldn't start your business, should just go to uni, finish off your course. Um, I dropped out of uni halfway through mm. um, to start my business. So so imagine that, so having your parents tell you like you shouldn't do this and, you know, a couple of mentors saying, oh, geez, not telling you no, but that's a ballsy move. You get what they're, what they're suggesting. Um, and I guess, you know, you've just got to have your – 
unwavering belief in yourself um, despite, you know, your environment suggesting it's it's perhaps not a good idea that, yeah. that you are going to make things work. So it's a combination between the discipline of, well, everyone's sort of suggesting that it may not work, but I need to sort of keep pressing on with tasks and having the discipline to stay focused and, and, and stay the course. Mm. Um, and then the motivation, I suppose, really complements the discipline because if you're motivated and you enjoy what you're doing, the discipline just becomes a whole lot easier and the work, the output to me becomes a whole lot more and more effective. Mm. Yeah, I really like that differentiation between motivation and discipline in regards to, you know, the days you wake up not feeling as motivated as perhaps you'd like and that's when the discipline kicks in. And I had a morning like that today, to be, to be honest, where I woke up and had, a, had an interview with someone early on at uh, five in the morning and and I uh, was a bit tired, so I thought, you know, it'd be nice just to go back to bed. But no, instead I got in there and did a 38-minute yoga session um, followed by 30 minutes of meditation, you know. So following these disciplines just helps me keep motivated and, and stay on top of things, even though, you know, I wasn't feeling up to it at the start. Um, are there particular routines that you have in place to keep those motivations going? It's a good question. I mean, I've just, are you familiar with the 75 hard challenge? 75 hard? No, I'm not. Uh, it's a challenge created by Andy Frisella. He's, he's um, over stateside and it's effectively, you know, 75 days and every single day of this 75 days you need to do two workouts for at least 45 minutes. One needs to be outdoors. You need to read 10 pages of a self-development or entrepreneurial-based book. You need to drink a gallon of water, which is about 3.8 litres. Um, you need to follow a diet, no alcohol, no cheat meals. You need to take a photo of yourself every day for 75 days without rest. Bloody hell. Um, I've just completed this a few days ago, um, my 75th day, and, you know, you ask, are there anything that you do that, you know, systems in place or routines in place? I mean, the big, a big learning for me in in this challenge was that oh, I suppose when you have a full plate full of full of things which are bettering oneself, you know, exercising, reading, drinking water, following a diet, I think naturally everything else falls into place. Mm. Right. So to me it's it's about filling your day with with things which are going to develop yourself, whether it's mentally or physically, right, your, your discipline's naturally then going to be there because you've got the discipline to, you know, continue feeding your body or, or, or running your body through things which are which are healthy and progressive for it. Um, and then the rest of your day is going to fall into play. My, my, my productivity over the last 75 days has probably been twofold, right, yeah, right. 3x even. Um, so... Where's, where, where do you get value out of that? Well, get yourself into a consistent exercise routine. Start reading books which are relevant to your purpose. Um, eat well. Cut out alcohol out of your life. I mean, you know, you don't have to do these things, but if you can get the, get the picture right, it's about what you do outside of, of work which will actually, you know, keep you disciplined and, and focused inside of work because everything that you do in life needs to be conducive to a productive environment. Yeah, for sure. That sounds like a, an incredible challenge 
What is it called? 75 hard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Well, I might have to consider that one myself, it sounds a bit daunting. I mean, how did you find starting off with that? Obviously, you seem like a fit guy anyway, fairly motivated and disciplined generally, but how did you find the, the process to begin with? Yeah, good question. So I come back to a bit of motivation and discipline differentiation here. At the very start, for the first three weeks, I was incredibly motivated. Um, you know, you've got your checklist every day, you're ticking things off as you go, you wake up, the first thing you do is take that photo and, you know, do a workout or read your 10 pages of your book. Um, I found it quite easy actually at the start. Yeah, right. I probably started to lose a bit of that motivation 30 days in, let's say halfway through, yep. 35 for 40 days in. And, you know, not like lose all motivation but but start to sort of, oh, gee, it's a bit much sort of thing. Um, but by that time, you've already built up an incredible routine because you've been doing this for a month. So now you're in, you're in routine. Now your discipline kicks in because your motivation levels are a little down. Mm. Um, and then I suppose, you know, the hardest part of the whole thing was, was really that second outdoor workout. Um, or, or exercise, you know, yeah, one of the two exercises that you do for 45 minutes needs to be outdoors. Um, you know, we've been in the gym, been working all day, and now it's 10 p.m. at night. And, uh, you know, you're feeling pretty buggered of the day and, and you're ready to, to knock off to bed, but here's that second workout, last thing you got to do for the day. Um, and now that can be, you know, a, a jog or, or a power walk outside, but it needs to be outdoors. Yeah. Right. Um, so you know you're out at ten o'clock at night, ten thirty at night for forty five minutes walking. You know that was the hardest part. Um, but you know towards the end, I guess the discipline probably started to to wave, uh, waver, and and again by that time, you know we had ten days left, so the motivation was there to to um to push us through and, and just finish it off. So you can see the way that discipline and motivation plays in there because one sort of really complements the other or, or fills in the gaps when the other is, is is low. A bit of a curve, you felt the motivation at the start and then it just declined, discipline kicked in, and then towards the end, of course, coming towards the end, motivation kicked back in. That's right, yeah. It's interesting. I could okay. literally feel it. I could literally feel like the differentiation in, in my drivers um, at, at different periods of, of that challenge. I wonder why the 30 days mark is is that key. I just did a 30-day challenge myself, um, no booze. Yes. And I, I exercised pretty regularly anyway, but an exercise and had to just do something every day. Um, and then yeah. around the 30 days mark, I just got, I sort of got bored, I think, almost, you know, like, oh, what's going on? And wanted a bit, a bit, of, um, bit of spice in my life. So, um, and I've done that before, but. I think it's 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 because around the thirty day mark, that's when it's now a routine. So there's no longer a novelty around it. So now now it's sort of routine. So it it it's now pretty mundane to you. Mm. So that that's my belief, and, and I had thought of that as well. Um, Whose quote maybe it was Oprah? Someone someone saying you know it's a quote about it takes. X amount of days to form a habit, X amount of days to form a routine. I feel like 30 days was was They often the say 30 days. days, but I reckon the 75 days would be even better because I reckon that the be. 30 days is when you either you, you change or you, or you stick, you know. 
Um, and it's yeah. likely if that motivation's not there and you don't have that discipline, that you can go back easily to your old routines anyway. So pushing through that moment is uh, is important. Is there anything you do to um, push through those moments? Like when you're having that tough day, you don't feel the motivation, you're just like, oh, I can't be stuffed. Like what do you do to kick yourself into gear? I'll tell you what, I, like I've been asked this question before in obviously a much more, you know, loose and, and social, I suppose, setting. Um just do it. Like it sounds so simple and it's I'm so sorry, but it like you just you're doing a challenge. You you have a task that needs to be done. Do it. Mm. Like there was for me, there was no chance I was not going to complete this challenge, right? So in the days where I suppose it's like, oh, bugger, you know, I need to get out and do this workout at night, or I've just flown back into Melbourne from Sydney and it's, you know, 8 30 at night and I haven't done the outdoor workout. Well, do it. Because if you don't do it, you you fail. Mm. You fail the challenge. So, you know, you ask, you know, what what do you do to kick yourself in the gut? Well, just, I mean, it's as simple as I just pull myself out of a chair, pull myself off the couch, slip my gear on, and, and let's go. Like so you don't like to suck. let yourself fail, right? Like you sort of stated that. Um, so you just you know, that gives you the motivation to do it. I don't want to fail at this. And then that you yeah. you sound like you might be pretty hard on yourself. Generally, is that the nature of you? When people yeah, say a little that? bit. Yeah. Yeah, you put a bit of pressure on yourself to to not fail and and not want to lose, yeah. you know, the momentum that you got. Yeah, I find a lot of high performers are like that, where they <laughs> don't want to fail, so they put all this pressure on them, and that's great yeah. if you've got the right routines and balances in place. But over a longer period of time, it can it can break someone too. Totally, yeah, and you probably see people who do sort of implode or or, or break down because of you know the level of, of pressure they put on themselves. Because what it does is, I feel it becomes very negative self talk, and when you're not in a in a healthy and as you said routine environment, um, yeah, that pressure can can really start to eat you alive. I think, mm. yeah, interesting stuff, mate. What um what other routines do you put in place? Um, how do you keep the balance, I guess, like with your work? Obviously, you've got your own corporation set up um, and then you're doing these challenges for, you know, an hour and a half of workout every day. You know, lots on your plate. How do you find the balance there to say, okay, this is work, I'm going to work hard while I'm there, or do you just always work? I suppose the beauty of, of what I do is is it's very remote, so you can do it from anywhere. Mm-hmm. The, the discipline comes into just ensuring that you get your tasks done. So you should really understand that, you know, your work needs to get done. You should really understand that your tasks need to get done, i.e. Your, your 75 hard challenges. Um, and, and I guess quite, quite simply, they complement one another. When I was when I was training for basketball, you know, I went over to America when I was seventeen. I and, I and I started to fit all of this stuff on my plate. Right, I mean, I only really started picking up basketball seriously when I was fourteen. And this is a great example. You know, between sort of like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, you know, I was kicking around school, getting you know B's and and 
B pluses and whatnot across my subjects. But once I started taking basketball training quite seriously when I was 14, 15, and now my, my schedule was packed, I noticed that my grades were starting to hit sort of A's and A pluses across the board because I'd wake up, go to my academy or go train and, you know, go to school. I'm really focused. I know that, you know, getting good grades is, is conducive to, you know, having success in America because, you know, the American schools want to say that you've got good grades in addition to, to your basketball, um, your basketball prowess. So, and, and I just found just, just ultimate focus around, around that purpose. Um, and one complemented the other, you know, the better I was doing at school, the better I was playing basketball, the better I was playing basketball, the better I was doing at school. So now, now translate that to, to sort of routine and, and, you know, work and the 75 hard, as I mentioned earlier, my output probably two or three X to while I was doing the 75 hard because they complement one another, mm. but having a good routine for, as I said, your body, your mind, um, it helps. And if you're working hard, you're feeling good about yourself, you're now more motivated to, to do your tasks for the 75 hard. You, you become, you know, you've got all this on your plate and now you're just so, you know, you're so focused and, and, and so so immersed in a world of productivity and mm. health. Yeah, yeah. Do you find, do you have downtime or is it just like exercise, workouts, business? Like do you take time out to chill and watch a movie or hang with friends? Absolutely. Sometimes I will, um, well, most most evenings, you know, after 7.30, I'm just kicking back on my phone, on, on FaceTime to, you know, my partner, my friends, um, you know, on social media, watching watching some Netflix. Um, so no, I'm not I'm not some ultra machine that's always on. Um, you know, I used to do admittedly a bit of partying and and what have you, but I guess nowadays, you know, that really just takes the life out of you and and, and wouldn't that wouldn't really do too much of that. But you know, it's now, going out now, for dinner nowadays with friends at twenty four. <laughs> yeah, getting old now. Wait, wait until you're forty one. <laughs> Yeah, so so there's there is there is downtime. I go see my mother for dinner down the road, you know, three two or three times a week. Um, I guess yeah, there's there's plenty of time where I'm where I'm not working or or exercising. Um, but part of what I do is you know even during the day, you know, it might be twelve twelve thirty. You know, I might ring up a mate down the road. Hey, you know, what are you up to? You want to go go out for for a sandwich? Go out for a lunch? Um, you know, you just really, if you do that, you just need to make sure that you're fitting and scheduling in your, your day appropriately around that. Mm. Um, but I guess, you know, being in, in, in the position that I'm in, I've built my role and I guess the company around my flexibility, um, you know, although it's it's a blessing and a curse because having that kind of flexibility can, can easily throw you off your sort of routine sometimes because you've not no one sort of keeping a schedule over you, mm. um, you know, you, you really need to be on top of that. What are your sleep routines like? Probably look at around seven hours of sleep a night, um, sort of 11.30, wake up 6.30 kind yeah. of thing. And then, yeah, look, I look to train in the morning. Um, 
around that sort of 6.30, 7 o'clock mark and then be in front of the computer by by 9, like as if you're in a regular work day, you know. Um, but, yeah, I do try to get sort of seven hours of sleep a night and I'm consistently getting around that, which is which is all right. Yeah, nice. Sounds like you got some fairly good balance in, in the day anyway, so that's uh, pretty important. I think oh, absolutely. Um, however, I guess a lot of it has been really touched up and, and cemented by this 75 hard, you know. What was I doing so last year? I was probably a lot more loose last year just because I didn't have those tasks that needed to get done. Mm. So, you know, although I was quite busy, like I just find myself having downtime in the middle of the day for like two hours and it's like, oh, you know, we've been watching TV for a couple of hours. I better get back to work, you know, and it's you know, 7 o'clock at night now or 6 o'clock at night and I'll get back on it. Um, so, you know, it's a, a lot a lot more loose, um, which, you know, I guess you still get your tasks done and whatnot, but mentally you, you know you're not in that routine. You know you're not sort of being as disciplined as you should be. Mm. And, you know, going back to sort of putting a bit of pressure on yourself and, and sort of being a little bit critical of yourself, that definitely started to wear me down because I, I wasn't very satisfied with, well, I wasn't very pleased with with the way I was structuring my days. Yeah. Um, but this year has has been, you know, an incredibly big change. Yeah. I really like that um, that routine and, and certainly exercise at the start of the day. That's what I've always been about. But at the end of the day too, um, it's really hard to get into that routine, but I've been trying, you know, as much as I can. But doing something like a half-an-hour gym session or going for a walk or something like that at the end of the day, I find just picks you back up again for the evening schedule. Even if it's just chilling out for the evening, you find a little bit of energy and yeah. a bit of clarity there, um, which probably helps for your sleep as well, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, the body, the body also, you get more energy. But I, I believe that the body, when when put under more physical stress across the day, um, or physical exertion across the day, even if it's just a forty-five minute walk becomes sort of accustomed to this higher or increased level of of need for production or, or energy output. Mm. Um, and so, I've, yeah, I mean, at the start perhaps as well, throughout the middle of the challenge, I found myself needing to take like an hour, hour nap during the day every now and then. But, yeah, for the last two weeks, like three weeks of the challenge, no need. Like my body was really sort of set. In, in sort of, yeah, this this level of energy required to, to get through the day. And, you know, with the more energy, work was more productive as well. Yeah. Um, one key thing I added myself to, to each of these days was um, a four- to six-minute cold shower. Yeah. Um, and that's something I've been doing, you know, probably for a month leading up to the, the 75 hard as well. Mm. Um, a cold shower a day has just been oh, incredible for my physical and, and mental ability, I, I think, um, since probably the start of December last year. Yeah, nice. Bit of Wim Hof, bit of Wim Hof stuff there. That's right. I've uh, got, his, uh, got his book. Here it is. You can't really see it, but that's the Wim yeah. Hof book. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. Big fan. Good read. Big fan. Follow him on social media. Um, and I'm a huge believer in, in the benefits of, of cold showers and ice baths because I've seen it for the last four months. Cold showers in Queensland are quite nice over summer. Um, I, 
Yeah, I can imagine they're probably a little bit warmer than the cold showers that we've got down here in Melbourne. Yeah, today was a bit, bit cooler actually, finally. But um, I mean, I had the bath filled up outside with rainwater, and I just jumped in there every morning for five minutes, ten minutes. And oh, um, fantastic! You know, so you're on it. it, it, it you're certainly on the cold does. shower stuff. Well, I stopped because the bath hasn't been raining as much. I don't want to waste water, so I just do the cold shower now. But I've been doing that for for a fair while, on and off. But um, yeah, it does. It certainly does work. Changes your energy and kicks you into gear. I find in the morning if you do it as well. Absolutely. And I mean, I find like, you know, you might be feeling a bit lethargic and, you know, maybe have a meeting, you know, virtually or, or whatever. Um, jump in the cold shower for three minutes before the meeting and here you go. You know, seeing myself perform and, and have, you know, excellent meetings that, you know, probably didn't look that way prior to mm. because I, but because I've jumped in the shower cold. Um, yeah, seriously, just does world of wonders. Yeah, found it's really helped a lot with my stress and, um, yeah, my stress levels around around just personal and business life as well. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. I uh, talk to friends about this sometimes, or family, and they just say, "Well, why would you do that? Just you know, have a normal shower." And it's like, no, but it's that discipline again, isn't it? Like if you can put yourself under that, especially in winter, cold shower for four minutes. That discipline is what it comes down to. So when you're in that moment at night, like you've just been through and have to do that 45-minute walk or jog or whatever it might be, you just go, no, I'm going to do it. Like it actually, it strengthens your your disciplines. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, you start your day feeling feeling great, you know, because you've you've achieved, you've you put yourself under stress. And, and I've got a big belief, a big belief that, um, and this is quite philosophical as well, but you know, you, you need to put yourself under some kind of stress in order to grow as as a human, as a person, right? You need to put your body under stress to grow muscles. People often become a mentally stronger or, or a better or bigger person, if you will, after they've been through pain, trauma as a person. The, the, the cold shower is, is a trauma. Like it, your body's going through trauma stress because you know i mean nobody wants to get under a cold shower or get into an ice bath but look what happens right it just seems to be a, a, a fact of life that as as we put ourselves under under stress and under pressure we we come out the other end you know a lot better stronger yeah like it mate uh james where can people reach you and find out more about you or if they want to connect what's the best, best platforms Absolutely. Uh, Instagram is great. Um, I can give you my Instagram handle. You can drop down the bottom. It's just Jimmy Anderson with two N's at the end. LinkedIn, uh, if you want to uh, connect on a more professional level, it's just James Anderson. You'll know it's the director of Bluestone Property Corporation. Um, and obviously, yeah, our, our, our company website, bluestonepc.com.au, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about the business. Cool. I'll uh, get those links into the show notes, guys, and so check it out at thehiddenwide.com. Um, James, any final words? Not at all. I'll leave you with a quote uh, by my late grandfather, and uh, it's quite relevant to this, and that is the pain of discipline is nothing like the pain of disappointment. Like it. Awesome. Guys, check it out at thehiddenwide.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. 
Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwide.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon